Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Detox of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me as always is Mr. John Chapman. What's up, John? I feel like detox is appropriate on so many levels. If you were one of the amazing people that made it through Brito and I's last drunken um, (laughs) episode, I want to say congratulations, and I'm sorry. Um, So yeah, so detox, I'm still drinking tequila as we are recording. However, I I feel like there's a story behind this, Brito. There's a little bit of a story behind this, uh, not to take too long and not be too long-winded, John, but uh, Shots fired. I decided to kind of jumpstart and kickstart my diet back up. Obviously, I'm, I'm trying to live this healthy life, but uh, you know, I felt a little bit of a plateau, so I said, I'm going to detox for a few days. Decided to do a three-day detox. I'm on day three, and on day three, I you know, go with my big old bag of all my smoothies in one bag together. And the whole thing just fucking spills across my, my kitchen. Um, first of all, do you know how difficult it was to clean that? Second of all, it's fine because honestly I was in the mood that like it was, it perfectly, uh, visually summarized how I was feeling internally because on my third day I was just feeling fatigued like the smoothies are fine but I was like tired it's like okay I'm kind of just ready for this to be over with and get back to normal food see as soon as you said that I was like fuck yeah dude if I do that shit I'm cleaning my kitchen probably get my wife to clean the kitchen two I'm going straight to like a hamburger place like fuck it god in the world is against me I need fat food in my stomach now so I texted the guy that like did the detox juices for me and I was like, man, this this happened, whatever. And he's like, don't worry, bro, I got you. <laughs> and I get home and tomorrow's like full bag of detox stuff is there and I'm like, fuck. Also, <laughs> I got another day of this. Interesting. The guy that works in a juice detox, whatever, he definitely says bro. Right? Uh yeah, he's he's um he's all about that life hold on let me let me what yeah no he's definitely like he oh man very much like just picture i don't know if i it's not right for me to post his picture but like picture the person that you would imagine promotes a detox that's him add a beard to him though he has a beard (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So lovely guy. Uh, it's it's that's it. That's all I had to say. Um, today on today's podcast, we're going to be talking about keepers and dynasty leagues, some tips and tricks, and um, ideas to keep in mind when you're in those kinds of leagues. Just general advice. Um, that's number one. Two, we're obviously going to go over some news, 
And uh, three, John, are you going to talk any more Hard Knocks or are you all gassed on Hard Knocks? Man, uh, last night was a <laughs> fucking marathon, to be honest with you. But it was good. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll go through some Hard Knocks stuff. And so if you don't know, um, I was live capturing and tweeting out Hard Knocks as it was going on answering texts and emails for eat sleep fantasy and then we tried to do the wonderful thing of a reaction show on youtube but here's where it gets great i'm sorry we didn't talk about this but we have to talk about this fucking youtube (laughs) they canceled their deal with google hangouts a week ago i didn't know this they didn't broadcast that so i go to like team up with dell and it's impossible now on youtube to have like side-by-side video chat um so lots of cuss words but uh for the 20 people that came to hang out much appreciated by the way uh youtube is new to us we have always done this uh solely on obviously the podcast venue and media and and we obviously answer a lot of your questions on social media twitter facebook and all of that if you aren't following us on youtube but that is an avenue where you get a lot of your media um, I know I personally do. I listen to a lot of podcasts straight through YouTube sometimes, or I'll just put it on in my house and have it playing. Um, we have all of our shows now automatically on YouTube. So if that's your preferred way of, of listening and you're listening on a different non-preferred way now, go on, switch over to YouTube, subscribe to that channel. And we're going to be doing a lot of videos on YouTube moving forward, live videos and things like that. So please, if you get anything out of this Please follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a lot over there. You don't want to miss out on that. Yeah, and I will say part of um, you know the guys bringing me on into the fold was bringing some new stuff to ESF, and I got a pretty cool – I'm just going to tease it a little bit. We got an old major contributor that is going to be back in the fold. I don't want to announce it yet. It's not finalized, but I'm feeling pretty good about it, so stay tuned for the news. Stay tuned. Um, we keep saying major and have you ever seen how I met your mother? A couple times laugh track pisses me off. I'll be honest with you. Do you know what I'm doing when I say, when you say major? Yes. Okay. Yes. Just, just, just picture me, uh, salute, whatever that's called. All right. Let's get into the news, man. Let's start with Zeke. Dude, what the hell, man? Um, when we started talking about Zeke, it was, Hey, this guy's got no leverage. He's got two years left on his deal. Um, they don't have to renegotiate anything, but he has dug in. He's left the country first off way to go. Enjoy Mexico. Um, but he's come out and he just keeps doubling down. And the last news to come out was he refuses to play for the Cowboys without a new contract. He will not come back. Le'Veon Bell kind of offered his support for him and Melvin Gordon with a tweet, um, that basically they got to pay up, (laughs) but that's kind of where it's at, man. Like, how are you feeling? With your boy Zeke, if you were drafting today, Brito, where would you be comfortable taking him? I hate when you guys ask me drafting today. No. Uh, People are drafting today. Are people drafting today? Some people are drafting today. I'd say it's the small minority are drafting today. I'm in a best ball league that is drafting today. Where would you take Second round, third round. Jeez. Honestly, I, I can't pull the trigger before that right now. Yeah, you hear that? He has a problem pulling the trigger, guys. Long uh, pause. 
if we have any sponsors that want to talk about <laughs> ma- male bedroom issues, <laughs> I'm your guy. There you go, man. There you go. Help this guy out. Now, I will say this. The Cowboys have come out because it's not just a Zeke issue. This is a compound issue, right? Because Amari Cooper, he's in the last year of his deal. Dak is in the last year of his deal. So Zeke is two years away, and it seems like only two out of three of these guys are going to be paid. If you pay them all plus you know, Tank Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence, who already cashed in, man, their cap is going to be completely confined to four people. Uh, Anthony Brown, stud corner, is also in a contract year like there's going to be somebody let go. So we'll see what happens. The Cowboys are willing to let both Dak and Cooper play out their final year. Um, But even if that happens, you can only franchise one. (laughs) You can't franchise more than one person. So somebody will be the odd man out here. Um, We will see what happens. But, yeah, it's scary, scary stuff for Zeke. I love players in their contract year. Um, I'm not an Armar Cooper guy because he has so many bus games. But um, I love the contract year, and I love that there's not a lot of other options in the passing game. So, Yeah, I think Amari Cooper could be a very nice piece this year. Um, but going back to the Zeke stuff, that's getting me more and more worried by the day. I, I do believe they'll work out a contract by the time the season rolls around. But Give me a percentage. It, percentage that Zeke plays week one. Go. Don't think about it. 66.7 percent that's two-thirds that, two-thirds he plays one-thirds he doesn't I felt that in the gut man i like that percentage though you're an expert i wanted to say 69 by the way but it's higher than i feel missed your chance <clears throat> miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take <laughs> michael scott that's right wayne gretzky michael scott <clears throat> Next up is Damian Williams, the running back for the Chiefs, finally returns to practice. I think he missed 10, close to 10, or at 10 practices. Like, ugh, that's huge. He comes back. However, Carlos Hyde still took first-team reps whenever he was there. Man, what do we do with this? Kind of all over the place with the Carlos Hyde stuff, by the way, because hearing good news one day, bad news another day, um... Damian Williams uh, was banged up, came back, and I think we just got to keep an eye out on practice reps. I'd say not for this week, but for next week, um, what is coming out of camp? Because if it's any more of Hyde next week taking first team reps, then I'm starting to take some panic with Williams. But I think it's just, you know, kind of easing him back in again. I'm going to keep putting you on the spot this episode. I'm feeling kind of bullyish a little bit. Um, Damian Williams is going with the 22nd pick in drafts right now and Melvin Gordon, Mm -hmm. 23, you have to pick one of these two guys. Who do you take this year? Only Damian Williams. Ooh, I'm opposite. I'd go Melvin Gordon. I think there's a stronger chance. Melvin Gordon doesn't play right now than Zeke. Yeah, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I'm just not buying into the Damian Williams hype. I just don't buy into it. I believe in the offense. I just don't believe in the player. I get it. I would Um, much rather have – here are the running backs going around. Carry on Johnson, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette. I would take all of those over Damian Williams personally. Um, I would take Damian Williams over everybody that you just said. 
okay so let me ask this do you think damian williams is more talented than no. any of those backs absolutely not maybe no not a single one it factors in it for me um i believe in the situation but not with the 22nd pick i i don't like risk up high right at um, running back, I don't think it matters as much. I think situation is the most important thing. But carry on Johnson's going after. There's zero risk. There's no risk. None. I mean, utilization is a risk. Yeah. You're a risk. Next up, we got Darren Waller. <laughs> <laughs> tight end for the Oakland Raiders, who is just like one of those height, weight, speed, just freaks. Right. Um he has been day-to-day. However, the praise out of Oakland is this guy could be – like he could be the next big thing. That offense targeted the tight end like crazy last year with Jared Cook. Man, what do yep. we do with Darren Walner? It worries me that it is the the Raiders that are saying this, and at the same time, because of what you said, because of last year's production at the position, it uh, – it's kind of encouraging because if he can kind of fill that same spot, then you have a top 12 tight end. But the Raiders have done this with overhyping a player. The Raiders do this with height, weight, speed guys that they talk about and then they never pan out. Um, But looking at this position and honestly, it's kind of uh, Antonio Brown. And then you're figuring out who are going to be the second, third, uh, options in that passing game um, can can Waller potentially be the third option in that passing game and have some value this year sure but how how much can he possibly climb like top 20 tight end top 15 tight end he's going um, around tight end number 24 right now and so right. like I bring him up to say this you're drafting this year mm-hmm. is there a situation where you would roster Darren Waller um, out of the draft in a standard redraft league? Sure, yes. Um, a situation where you've got a solid guy, but you want to take a shot at what you just mentioned—an so upside you, guy that could potentially be a top twelve guy. So you draft George Kittle, okay? You get him early, which I know you don't in a lot of your leagues, but you do. Um, you avoid tight end you get down to the last pick let's say it's a deep roster let's say it's a 26 round draft do you take a guy like darren waller at tight end or do you throw the dice on a wide receiver with upside like zay jones or a running back that's kind of rodney anderson um, off the top of my head, rookie running back i mean that's that's where i might take rookie running backs i might take handcuffs but this is a guy that you can't... Okay, let's say you get a solid starter. Let's say you get Delaney Walker, right? Okay. And you've got a guy who you're going to plug in, is going to give you a few points every game. I think you're okay to later in the draft say, boom, I'm going to take a Darren Waller, and maybe he can give the same or similar production to what we saw out of that position in Oakland last year. That's fair, yeah. I mean, if he's close, I mean... Where did let me check the fantasy finishes chart? Top five. Did he really? Jared Cook. Yeah, pretty sure he was top five. I think he was. Yeah, five. I think he was. He five. was number five. Yeah. 
And Jared Cook is going as the Dude, I, I look at that chart way too fucking much because <laughs> I just knew yeah. that off the top of my head. In the totally obtrusive way, if you head over to eatsleepfantasy.com, right on the banner, it's a there website. are it is a website. There are a few things. You're going to see Spot for Our Draft Kit, which if you haven't bought yet, you are out of your mind. You're going to see the Fantasy Finishes chart, which Dell attached my name to it. Uh, totally makes me uh, regret everything in my life. And then you're going to find a third thing, um, the Nitrogen Sports Click, which is absolutely awesome. Nitrogen Sports, just want to say thanks for the support of the podcast. They are the oldest and number one Bitcoin betting sports book out on the market today. So if you are in a place where you can't play sports bets because of stupid state restrictions, God damn it, that's ridiculous. Um, these are the guys for you because they qualify. You can bet on them with anywhere that they are. Just head to Eat Sleep Fantasy. Click on the third banner, Nitrogen Sports, and they have everything. Uh, one, it's easy to get money in and get money out. The Cash App, you can transfer your Bitcoin automatically and get paid out. But whether you are a low-end better and you just want to test the waters, they have free pools with free buy-ins but guaranteed money around $2,000 in prizes. And again, all that is paid out in Bitcoin, which you just transfer over depending on however, whatever app you want to use. But if you want to go high stakes, um, they have what's called the high stakes nitrogen pool where buy-in is around $10,000 and or one Bitcoin. And so if you got the balls to do that, man, uh, that's where it's at. They had 45 entries into that last year, and you buy in for $1,000, and you can play out the math there. It gets really, really big. And my favorite thing about Nitrogen Sports is, like, do you remember Dodgeball Burrito? The movie? Yeah. Yes. Not the sport. Right. The Ocho. On ESPN, the Ocho. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to bet on obscure sports quarterly, <laughs> um, they have everything. So NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, tennis, mixed martial arts. They have cricket betting. You can bet on cricket. Yeah, they have almost everything. So anything that you want to bet on, it's there. Head over there. I was actually going to mention that because they got – you know what they got on here that like legitimately would be cool in the, for the nerd in me? They have eSports on here, oh. so you can literally bet on eSports. <laughs> I know you're going to say something about it, though. I like it. I like it. So anyway, head over to eatsleepfantasy.com. Click on the banner of Nitrogen Sports and get started today. It's pretty damn fun. Uh, we got started, and I, I can't tell you how many times Dell sends me the snapshot of Bitcoin. It's a lot. So, anyway. All right. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the odds for Overwatch League. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. How do you feel right. about calling it esports? I feel like that's kind of stupid. Just call it gaming. Yeah. Gaming is good. Because, yeah. A lot of it's shooting anyways. I think the cutoff for sports is bowling. You sit down probably 90% of the time, but at least you get out of your chair. Uh, so Cornhole. They had the Cornhole Championships on ESPN, by the way. You're standing I up the whole on, time. I turned on ESPN, and I was like, this is this should not be on ESPN. My favorite thing about sports like that is like the pissed off guy, which is who I would be. Like when something goes wrong with his partner and he like stares through his soul, like what the fuck is wrong with you, Jeff? Like <laughs> the only hesitation that uh, I had in bringing on John into Eat Sleep Fantasy is I used to be the pissed off guy, right? <laughs> and I was always mad at Dale, and that was like my thing, right? That's my bit. 
John takes that bit like and escalates it to like the power of ten. He is get off the shed. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. So let's get into a little bit of hard knocks, man. Uh, yeah, dude. There. I'll tell you this. Hard knocks, one of my favorite things in the world. Um, all or nothing, one of my favorite things in the world. I think anytime you get behind the scenes with the coaching staff and game plan and personnel choices, like I lose, like I, I get an instant erection. Like I just get excited. Um, and Hard Knocks, man, uh, the preview was yesterday or the, I guess, what do you call it? The season opener? What, what's that called? Premiere? The premiere. Premiere. Yeah. Thank you. Season premiere. Happened uh, yesterday, and it was absolutely awesome. If for some reason you don't have HBO and you're poor or smart, you're one of those two, um, head over to... <laughs> <laughs> what the... Are those the only options? Why else would you not have it? Like, if you're rich, you uh, have it. I canceled it after Game of Thrones because it was the only thing I was watching on there. So then you would fall under smart category, right? Yeah. My, but see, I don't know. You're not like, um, what I use my friend's membership. So I'm poor and smart. Maybe that's what I am (laughs) in this one single instance. Are you allowed to say that on, 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 uh, is that, you want to, is that legal? If HBO is listening, come at me, bro. And if, if my friend, no, don't say that. What do I say? Stop. No, I'm trying to get a come at him personally, not our podcast. Okay. Yikes. Sorry, threw you under the bus pretty hard there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> HBO has a lot of power, man. Yeah, but they don't listen to us. Yeah, you're right. Watch we have like the one fucking guy from HBO's <laughs> in our audience. <laughs> like just <laughs> My name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Alright, so anyway, hard knocks happens. It's great. Some of the best music intro ever in all of television not even just sports but it starts off with the guy that everybody wants to see and that's antonio brown who is in the news as well have you read how antonio brown's feet got messed up uh his blisters yeah he's blisters do you know how he got the blisters uh no i don't know how he got them he went through a cryo cryotherapy like freezing treatment to help his body uh, kind of recover faster but he chose to not wear the proper footwear that they recommended. And so he got, and I quote you, severe frostbite on his feet. Okay. You can't even make that shit up. So anyway, he's got frostbite on his feet. And so the blood stuff's not happening correctly. He goes out to training camp. Um, He looks amazing. Uh, The videos and hard knocks, like the dude is on par. However, because he went crazy, he fucked up his feet. Um, there is now no timetable. They first came out and said it's day-to-day. Now there is absolutely no timetable for when he will be a full go because they are just waiting. Like I'm wondering if this is going to turn into like a JPP situation where they're going to have to like cut off a couple digits. Ugh. Nah, he's fine. By the way, we have never once used the drop, I've got blisters on me fingers, and it bothers me. But you don't like when I make cultural references, so I'm just going to move on. I know what that's from, but it's not coming to my head. Oh, yeah. It's uh, from Happy Gilmore. Uh, and also, um, yeah. Right? Anyways. You're in my world I think now, so. Grandma. Um, anyways, so I don't. I think this, uh, what they've kind of come out and said, again, this is just what they've come out and said several times. It's more of a pain tolerance issue than anything else, um, but he can play through it. 
So he I don't think good out this there. is the type. Of, That's for sure. I don't think this. He's the type of guy that will miss time due to a pain tolerance issue. I agree. Um, he'll be out there on the field even if he's at ninety percent. Yeah, I'm hoping he drops a little bit in ADP. Um, I, I think he's going to be the guy. Just period of that entire offense. Like it's going to be absolutely crazy. He's already the ninth wide receiver off the board going at the 209 pick towards the end of the second round like you will return value there but one of the things that was hilarious it's the first day of practice and he goes over to pick up his kids who are pretty young and his oldest one or one of them says where's big ben (laughs) and so he tells me he's like oh he plays for the steelers i don't play for the steelers anymore and so the kids ask, well, who's the quarterback? <laughs> and he says, Derek Carr. And the young kid goes, Derek Carter? <laughs> like with a question wow. mark. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like keep a microphone in front of this kid, please. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, was- that is really good. I might have to get on your friend's HBO. I freaking we'll tweeted see. it out on our Twitter account. So if you missed it, head to um, at Eat Sleep FF, and there's a whole bunch of videos on there, and you can watch the best parts. Uh, one thing that was really interesting to me, Josh Jacobs, the first-round rookie running back who's going to be the bell cow there, he didn't even make an appearance. They didn't even show him. I don't even know what to make of that. Um, is it just people don't care about running backs? I disagree. I think they do. I think they, they- made a – like conscientious i think that's a word effort to keep him off out of the camera almost english yep <clears throat> more tequila it will help also it's fine. uh fantasy relevance in there hunter renfro uh not only is he a likely starter out of the slot you know day one but gruden kind of hitting on his wife in front of him or girlfriend i don't know if they're married but she was a cutie he used the uh, age old reference you outkicked your coverage um, in front of the guy to the wife, which is like satellite hitting on your girlfriend. Yeah. I Okay. I got to point this out because this is probably way funnier or way more interesting than anything you just said. It's how you wrote it on our show sheet. You wrote Hunter Renfro, hot girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> You've been waiting. That's what you took away from it. She's very attractive. She's an attractive <laughs> Hunter Renfro Hot Girl. <laughs> That's how you wrote this on our show notes. <laughs> hey, guys, let's talk about the hot girl that's dating Hunter Renfro. Hey, man, I'm just saying. You got to stick to the facts. Sex sells. Mm. Mm. All right, you got Ronald Ollie on here. Do you know who Ronald Ollie is? Nope. Um, if you watched Last Chance You, uh, which is awesome on Netflix. He was part of that a uh, season ago, and he got picked up by the Raiders. So what? I don't know what the odds are to go to the one college a part of this and then jump to the one NFL team that's a part of this. Well, he strains his like Achilles and then skips <laughs> the training <laughs> workout and gets cut the first fucking practice. Um, how do you get fired on your day off? Um, <laughs> so that was pretty uh, awesome. They cut him like in the middle of the first practice is what it looked like. And of course, you know, Gruden was Gruden. His speech was awesome. Um, the first time that he saw him again, this is up on our uh, Twitter at eat sleep FF, but his theme was in somebody else's dream, take his job, send him home. Like, and I thought that was pretty good. So, so yeah, that's the hard knocks kind of, um, yeah, little rundown. All right. 
Um, poor Ollie, man. Fired on his first day. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Like he could it's say a he's thing. a fo- he was he played in the NFL. Like that's official. Uh, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He was on an NFL roster. He got a paycheck. Nope. He was an NFL player. If you don't play in an NFL game, you did not play in the NFL. I disagree. I, I, I just. I just said the facts. No. What if you play in a preseason game? Nope. What if you're the backup quarterback on a Super Bowl winning team for five years? You never played? Did you? Did you? I, I'm sure at some point you took a snap and knelt down. You played no, in the NFL. No, 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 no. No. If you collect a check from the NFL, you are by definition a professional football player. No. Coaches collect a check. You're a professional coach. That's like saying you're not a coach in the NFL unless you call a play. Mm, no, because coaches do things outside of games. Players don't do things outside yeah, of games. Yeah, they do. They get the team ready. Impact they on. help the team on scout team. I disagree. With uh, you. You're wrong. You're wrong. Okay. So you want to start a poll? You know how polls go with you and me. We've had one poll. Yeah, and who won? Right, calm down. <laughs> Uh, Calm down. Again, back to your anger thing. I'm I'm, way, I'm ready I, to double down on this, by the way. Fine. You want to do an eat bet? Let's see how the poll goes. Well, how are you going to word it? Are you typing it now? How did we? How did you word it? I want to word it exactly how you worded it. Okay. Um, do you qualify as an NFL player? Uh-huh. Man, I don't I don't like the way this is going already. <laughs> <laughs> Do you qualify as an NFL I'll make this player an bet, actually. if you make the roster of an NFL team? How about that? Nah, bro. But never but Okay, yeah. But uh, let me never add to it. take a snap. But never play anything. in a game. Sure. Perfect. I'm cool with that. I'm John Chapman and I endorse this poll. If you this is groundbreaking podcasting. We're about to get into some keeper slash dynasty talk here in a second, but um, I feel like this is more important to my pride. Do a two-day poll. This is awesome. All right. Well, as uh, the handsome Brito is over there typing that bad boy up. We got a couple questions that we wanted to talk about, and that is, what is the difference between Keeper and Dynasty Leagues? And also on top of that, what are the different strategies or issues you try to address? So I'm going to ask Brito first, where do you, Christian, differentiate a Keeper versus a Dynasty League? And I hope Wade's listening because this POS... Wade's one of our writers. Um, he wears cargo pants, has an above-ground pool. That's about all the context you need. Um, he doesn't understand the difference Holy between these fuck. two. You just called him white trash on air. Well, technically you did. I allowed it to be interpreted by the off- by the audience, but you called him white trash. You didn't allow for interpretation. You said above-ground <laughs> pool, wears cargo <laughs> pants, and is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I didn't, Did I say piece of shit? Yes. I did say that. That's POS. Right. But he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> my favorite thing about wade again like he'll text me like a uh, dynasty trade advice like he'll ask me and be like hey john what do you think about this 
but he never starts it that way. He always says, hey, John, I need advice, to which I always respond, yes, you need a haircut. <laughs> Was the advice by any chance, what's your value on Benjamin Watson? Yeah. Okay, because I got hit with that today. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Wade. I thought I was the only one. Screw you, Wade. We found each other. <laughs> All right. These hoes so, ain't loyal. <clears throat> Just to kind of differentiate a little bit between Keeper, Dynasty, and a regular redraft league. In a regular redraft league, you're drafting players. Those players, that's one year. Next year, you're going to completely reset. There's there's no keeping of players, no uh, anything uh, moving forward to the next year. A keeper league, all right, this is kind of the standard. This may vary a little bit depending on your keeper league or, or specific settings for your sites, but a keeper league is kind of halfway in between a redraft and a dynasty league. Usually what you're doing is you're, you're keeping a specified number of players from one year to the next year, uh, but that number is smaller than the amount in a dynasty league. So keeper leagues are usually keeping two, three, four, maybe five players, but typically not more than that. Um, a lot of times you will keep players for the round draft value that you got them at. Sometimes not. Sometimes you're just dra- keeping players uh, openly, right? You can keep three of whatever you want. Right. Sometimes you have to keep uh, players at a specific position, but the difference is you're only keeping a small set of players. And then in a dynasty league, this is kind of a more expanded, extended out keeper league. You're keeping uh, almost a full roster of players. Um, and, you know, the next year's draft then entails mostly just rookies, uh, free agents that don't have as much value. But the, the draft is much more limited in a dynasty league because more often than not, you're keeping a full roster of players, 13, 14, 15 players um at perhaps slightly less or slightly more but uh that's kind of the biggest difference between a keeper league and a dynasty league and so we're going to go over some ideas just our thoughts on uh things to do in in these leagues but that's my main difference anything you want to add there john yeah i think the main difference is value I, dynasty leagues are pretty they're a lot closer to each other in format keeper leagues are crazy Okay, some of them are, let's say you drafted, you know, George Kittle in the tenth round last year. You can keep him, but it's like subtract two rounds. So if you keep him this year, that's your eighth round pick. Um, there, there's so much that goes into keepers, um, and there's a big variety there. But again, the the concept is pretty chill in keeper leagues. It's all about value. You know, if it's no penalty keeper league where everybody picks three and that doesn't count cost you a draft pick, that's one thing. But you have to pay attention. I'd say probably over half keeper leagues have some type of you're going to lose a draft pick with whoever you keep. So like let's say Stefan Diggs, this was a choice I had. I drafted Stefan Diggs in the fifth round last year. But we have a two-round penalty. So because I drafted him in the fifth round, he cost me a third-round pick this year, which is rough because that's pretty close to his ADP. Um, Stefan Diggs, his his ADP is the last pick of the third round right now. So, and this is one of the things I wanted to talk about before I turned it over to Brito. 
one of the things that a lot of leagues online do, people will ask me, and if if you're in a keeper league or whatever, please feel free to tweet at us at EatSleepFF, or you can reach out to me individually, JL underscore Chapman. I love answering these questions, and we'll say, hey, should I keep Stefan Diggs for a third round pick? And the question is, I don't know. Um, what pick are you picking? Some teams require you, or some leagues require you to submit your kick, uh, keepers before they determine draft position. Sometimes they determine draft position by uh, just how you finished last year, but it's not always like that. So if you're in one of those leagues, make sure you fight to figure out what the hell is a draft position before you have to submit keepers. And if you're in a redraft trying to get to Dynasty, keepers is the best way. It's the gateway into Dynasty. So anyway, just a couple ideas. Uh, it's all about value. I'm going to turn it over to Brito because he's got some good stuff here, and then I'll interject and talk forever. Keeper leagues are the gateway drug. Yes. To I think it's I, – I love keeper leagues. They're the half-point PPR of league formats. Yeah. Because they're, they're not a full dynasty, and I like dynasty leagues, but they take the fun out of drafts for the most part, uh, which makes me sad. And then redraft is fine. But you kind of, if you build something and you don't, let's say you build something great and you don't make the championship or you don't win the championship, but you felt like you had an awesome team, it sucks because you got to redo it all next year. So keeper leagues are a really nice balance for me. Um, All right. Tips and strategies, just kind of my ideas. Feel free to disagree on some of these, but this is how I personally play in keeper leagues, right? And this is open to interpretation. But the first thing I want to say here, John, is it's okay to push to win now. So many times in Keeper and Dynasty Leagues, people are so focused on the next year, what's going to happen, and they don't worry about uh, pushing to win now. And so if you're getting towards later in the year, getting towards your trade deadline, and you're even in the top half of the league, or you're in playoff contention it's perfectly fine to make a push to trade away future value to win now also consider consolidating depth into stars because depth into stars in in these types of leagues especially in a keeper league where you're only keeping a few players you want to keep stars right and a lot of times that's one how you win now And two, in a keeper league where you're not keeping depth, that's how you also win in the future. So I'll give you, just like for for an example, uh, let's say I have two RB2s. Um, I can trade away both those RB2s for a rock solid RB1. One that will, I believe, help me have a more uh, powerful uh, lineup this year. And also, if I'm only keeping one running back for next year, I have that option for next year. But it's okay to trade away your future, guys, if you're going to win now. Who even fucking knows if your league's going to be around for 2020? Try to win in 2019. Yep. My, my favorite people in Dynasty or Keeper Leagues are the ones that's like, oh, don't worry. Next year's going to be my year. Oh, my gosh. Like As soon as I figure out who those guys are, I'm just constantly sending trades to them. Hey, check this out. Look how young he is. Like, And they'll take it. Um, that's that's weird. That's creepy, the way you worded that. I think it was. As I was saying it, it was like, hmm, probably shouldn't say that. And I did say The word he, we're looking for is sus. That's sus. Suspect. Yes. Hmm. But let me tell you hmm. what's not suspect. FBI, open up. 
<laughs> that was weird. That was weird. Um, one of my favorite things, if you are in a keeper league with, with a penalty, um, always, so like if, if it counts as a draft pick, what I do, my general rule is I subtract half of a round. So if I'm in a 10-team league, which I try not to be in, I take away five from the ADP. If I'm in a 12-team league, six for each keeper. So if somebody's keeping two keepers, if, if the rule is you can keep two keepers with a penalty, I take a full round off of the ADP. So somebody like Keenan Allen, who's going with the you know number 25 pick overall, what I'll do is I'll subtract 12 from that, which means... Keenan Allen, if he is not kept, he's going to be going probably instead of 25, he's going to be going 13 because the top tier guys will be kept there. So what you want to do is you want to go through your league and look at each roster and say, oh, he's going to keep this guy, this guy. Make a list because if there is an absolute stud team out there and keepers, teams get much more top heavy in the league. And let's just say they have somebody like, you know, Zeke, and Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, and Odell Beckham, but you can only keep two guys, you can kind of go back and reset your board. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but it's fun. It's fantasy. It's what we do. You can figure out, man, all of these players are going to be available. So is it worth keeping that first round pick of Mike Evans if I'm going to have a shot at uh, fill in the blank, um, James Conner or something along those lines. So spend a little bit more time in keeper leagues because you can kind of recreate your board by looking at everybody else's roster and saying, okay, he's keeping these three. He doesn't have any keepers. He sucks. That's Wade um, all through the list. And then when it, once you do that, it's going to kind of help you understand what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Right. Yep. So here's my second kind of point takeaway that I want to – let you guys know this is especially for dynasty know when it's time to rebuild and i say this with like an asterisk by it you need to know don't make it known publicly so don't let john know hey i'm selling my team away because you lose your leverage okay but know when it is time to start saying hey you know i'm going to start getting the opposite. I'm going to start getting some depth for some of my stars. I'm going to start getting some value, some draft picks, uh, things that I I need, you know, moving forward. Uh, It's perfectly okay to trade for the injured player who's going to come back and be an all-star in in the next year if if you're set on rebuilding. So know when you're leaving. If you've been out of it for a while, it's time to rebuild. If you've gone a year or two and you haven't made the playoffs, it's probably time to hit a little bit of a reset button. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't half-ass it. Just make sure that you're getting that value for the next year uh, and, and, and doing so because you're, you don't want to stay stuck in that. Nope. Um, so, but don't let John know and don't let your league mates know, just do it. Make, be active, be trading all the time and, you know, start to build those picks for the following year. So here is how you don't let me know what's going on. If you message me and say, Hey, are you interested in this player? Then I'm like, huh, I'm curious. If you message me and say, hey, I'm looking to get a younger wide receiver. I'm like, all right, cool. Those are ways that you can initiate trade conversations without me thinking, oh, I'm going to rape this guy. Man, probably shouldn't have said that either. Um, John, stop with the weird statements, man. 
We're not going to cut any of this. They're they're all like borderline. <laughs> well, yeah, so Dale if doesn't borderline, edit. It if you listen in. to the yeah. last episode. Well, yeah, Dale doesn't edit. Well, yeah, Dale doesn't edit. Well, yeah, Dale doesn't edit. Then you you know that. Yeah, but that was past borderline. That was that was bad. I was talking about a trade. I'm not Dude, even. Dude, we introduced. had like we had a lot of downloads before we took that episode down. <laughs> Like, a lot of people heard us say really bad things. Yeah, that's why you come here. Um, You come here for the jokes, and you stay for the mediocre fantasy advice. (laughs) You stay because you got fucking drug raped by John. (laughs) Drug raped? Trade raped. Totally different. Oh, trade raped. Sorry, sorry. I don't don't even think trade rape happens because it's consensual by nature. You have to click yes. So I I retract my earlier statement because the person agrees to it. Is that fair? Yeah, but like if you tell me, oh, uh, give me Keenan Allen, I'll give you a 15th round pick, and I just had like three glasses of Casamigos, Mm. that's that's not real consent. I'm not sound mind. If you're not a sound mind, if you're deciding to get drunk – you should log out of your fantasy content. I believe that. Wow. Wisdom. I don't know. Part number three. If you are not of sound mind, <laughs> log out of your fantasy content. Do you want to know something else that's really messed up? What? Okay, sorry. Tangent here. I found this last night. So I'm watching Hard Knocks, and I'm trying to get the closed caption writing uh, to pull up on um, HBO, right? To turn on closed captioning, you click the CC button on HBO, and then you have to click active. Do you know what you have to click to turn off closed captioning? Disable. Cease. Okay. That seems kind of weird to me. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I don't don't understand what's wrong with it. Let's just say I'm hearing impaired. Okay, and I have to watch closed uh, okay. captioning. I am hearing impaired, by the way. To turn that on or to turn it off. And I watch everything with closed captions. You have to click disabled. Like disable closed captioning. I just think they should use better language because I kind of chuckled and then I was like, that's not right. Because you think disabled should be with the captions on. It just shouldn't be there. <laughs> So, like, if you're disabled, you have to click active, and if you're not disabled, you have to click disable. <laughs> it just seems wrong. I don't know. This is more fucked up by the fact that I have an actual hearing problem. I hate you. Well, you know, you have to click active. It's not a big deal. I have to click Just disable. a car accident blew up <laughs> in my ear. All right. Well, hopefully this stuff helped you. And before we jump off, I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor again, uh, head over to Eat Sleep Fantasy. Click on the ban- Nitrogen Sports, the oldest and number one Bitcoin betting sports book today. Um, I, I cannot tell you how much fun it is. If you're into betting and you want to enjoy that experience, this is times two. One, because you can bet on anything. 
Two, because you can get started with f for free um, with their free pools and free buy-ins and guaranteed things, even on their free buy-ins. But you also get the experience of watching Bitcoin jump up and jump down. This is, it's a better's paradise is basically how I know to say it again. Uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, soccer, tennis, mixed martial arts, eSports, you can bet on everything. And they have something for everybody, whether you want to test it out for free um, and see what it's like or if you want to go big time they've got everything in on there so high stakes free pools you name it they got it head over to eatsleepfantasy.com click on the banner nitrogen sports and just have yourself some fun man i heard that yeah yeah all right let's move on number three please keep in mind that while age is important in keeper leagues and dynasty it's not the end-all be-all either. People will trade for age. They'll go buck wild for that. Oh, wow. I really need to work on phrasing. But they'll I go crazy. They'll go crazy for that 21-year-old rookie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they will go buck wild for that 21-year-old. Good Lord. Uh, they're not wrong, though. Nope. Fuck. Youth at running back is wonderful. Youth at wide receiver, not so much. So make sure you know which position you are targeting. Um, if you are trying to target rookies for the idea of future use, um, running backs return value early. W wide receivers usually until year three. There are a few guys that kind of meet that mold. But even if you look at you know, wide receivers like Calvin Ridley, who did really really well last year they still they don't finish that high as far as rankings go um where did calvin ridley finish last year let's pull up the good old fantasy football finishes number 20 uh that was best case scenario so uh, whereas if you look at rookie running backs it's the exact opposite saquon barkley finished as number one uh alvin kamaria finishes number three his rookie year it's much more normal so zeke was number one his rookie year as well yep two actually he finished two two david johnson one. finished one that year oh yeah you're right you're right okay so so yeah i like that i like the age thing though okay. that's smart yeah so and in a keeper league, if I'm not keeping a lot of guys anyways, if I already have a couple studs and I'm keeping them for next year, then I don't care at all about the ages of my other players at all. Um, if I can only keep one wide receiver and I have one of two that I'm going to pick up, pick from, three through seven on my roster, who gives a fuck how old they are? Because they're not going to be kept anyways. So that might be a position where you can trade for a slightly older guy who's having a beast of a year because somebody else wants a younger guy. I like that. So like guys like, um, let's say Larry Fitzgerald, almost. Let's say he has a he's having a bomb first four games, and you think that's going to continue for the rest uh, of the year. He's doing great. Um, and yeah, I will trade for him and give a younger guy. Right, I'll give a. Give me an example of a, of, a, of a rookie wide receiver you feel might be good this year. Um, I don't think there is one, really, to be uh, honest with you. Um, yeah. exactly. That was rough. <laughs> uh, oh, fine. Let's go. Let, let, let's say Calvin Ridley started off the year rough. 
but somebody thinks that they could potentially uh, capitalize on Calvin Ridley for 2020, I might do that trade if I honestly believe that Larry Fitzgerald is going to be better for the rest of that year. I don't feel like Larry Fitzgerald is the best example, but... He's old. He's very old. You went too old. Too old? What about Julio? Yeah. There you go. Julio and trade, you know... Yeah, Julio has a maybe a rough start, and somebody's really high on like Godwin or something. Yeah, something like that. I like it. Yeah, I mean Julio's going to outscore Godwin this year, but Julio oh, is north of thirty. So, yep, I like it. But yeah, if you have you questions, go. go ahead and hit us up. Eat Sleep FF on Twitter. We would love to answer those questions, and also we have our uh, private Facebook group, which hopefully you're in. If you are not, man, can we give out Dell's information on this? 305. <laughs> I know Dale's phone number by memory, by the way. I know Is you that do. a problem? And that's suspect. Um, I will say this, man. One thing I'm looking forward to, we are going to be in Vegas, which is going to be an absolute blast on August the 24th that weekend. So if you are also going to be in Vegas, we're going to be hosting an event at Topgolf uh, with Draft Party USA. But – um, if you're going to be in Vegas for the official draft weekend, please hit us up. We would love to meet up with you guys, uh, have a drink or several. We have a little bit of a drinking problem when we get together, to be honest. It's rough. Like, just drinking, not shots of tequila, just tequila out of glasses for fun. <sighs> John, John, holy fuck, you can hold your liquor. Yeah, I get told that a lot. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, at this point, you're actively drinking tequila through a straw while I'm watching. Here's what's it. funny. Everybody says this. I can never tell if you're drunk, which I feel like is good because I don't like act like an idiot. But sometimes <laughs> if I drink, I've I seen act you like drunk. An, I act like an idiot I've on my own. I've seen you drunk. When you start doing that little no head shake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, I do the bulldog it's... like when somebody will like suggest like, hey, dude, let's drink some more after I hit my limit after drinking for 12 hours. I'll do like the bulldog shake side to side where my cheeks dude, like flap. So uh, excited for Vegas. Yeah. Anyway, if you're out there, come see us. Brito, you got any closing thoughts, sir? Uh, I just want to reiterate, if you're going to be in Vegas, please make sure to hit us up. There's like a million ways to contact us. You can contact us uh, by email. You can do it. So Twitter, at EatSleepFF. Our text line, that goes straight to Dale's phone, by the way. So 77222. Text ESF to 77222, (laughs) and you'll get updates to our text line. That's a good way. You can join our Facebook group. We're all pretty active on there. Um, So make sure to... Just let us know you're going to be there, and uh, Dale will buy you some tequila. Oh. Dale's always saying, I'm going to buy people drinks because I don't understand. I think he's he's, uh, just trying to save his money. Cheapskate. He never paid me for that Uber. Dale's so bad with ordering Ubers, by the way. He still hasn't paid me for Dallas at all. Yeah. What the fuck, man? All right. Anyway, for Bruno and John Chapman. <laughs> don't trust Dale with your money. Don't do that. And uh, anyway, hopefully you guys had a good one. Reach out to us. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Yeah.
eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah. Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy.